Serena and welcome to the first edition of Rebooking ECW. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined by Jay. How are you doing, Jay? I'm doing good. I'm uh, struggling with the old uh, app tonight, but apart from that, I'm good. I know, I thought that. I was going to just leave it as behind-the-scenes dramas. <laughs> People need to know how much hardship goes into delivering this. Just inviting you to a conversation that you can't join. I know, just just keeps teasing me. I thought I'd say hello to you first before going into the details and trying to explain what we're actually doing here, because it could be a while. I don't want to have this whole thing of just to explain it, eventually you pop up and go, oh, hey, I've been here the whole time. (laughs) Right, so what is Rebooking ECW? Rebooking ECW is basically, is 2019. The wrestling world is exactly as we know it right now, apart from, say, a billionaire has approached Paul Heyman and said, I want to restart ECW. Um, You've got to imagine that all active wrestlers are available. We're going to go down the original ECW roster and try and find like for like, as close as we can, modern day replacements. That works. Yes. So we're going to do three wrestlers each week. Uh, We're both going to pick our, we're going to basically look at the wrestler, explain what he brought to the original ECW, what his pros and cons, if we need to were um, find a modern day replacement has to be an active wrestler from any promotion and basically right this guy would be the modern day replacement if we have different people we'll put our points across we'll agree and over the weeks we'll have a list of a brand new ecw roster that's pretty much it so what we're trying to do is rebuild the the original feel almost the original characters the original whatever with the more modern um uh, with more modern roster. Yeah, basically. Uh, this week we're looking at Terry Funk, Public Enemy and JT Smith. Yes. Um, I don't know why I picked JT Smith. I have struggled with him so, so much. So I think you'll have this one in the bag. I can't lie. <laughs> what, by just coming up with a name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh- so JT Smith in uh, in our rewatching of ECW was a little bit of a revelation for me. Yeah, um, not someone I was aware of before we went back and started watching ECW from episode one to four hundred one on ReCW. It's available on every network on Sports Arena. Yeah, um, but did impress me. Did impress me with his uh, technical skills. He was a very technically proficient wrestler. Um, uh, was was hovering around kind of the upper mid card, the mid card, the upper mid card. Um, couple of title runs, nothing huge, but a couple of times with the TV title. Um, so yeah, he, he was he's he's kind of one of your stalwart mid card workers. I thought, yeah. I mean, like I said, he was he was there. He's just. A solid worker, um, had an all right fan base, but wouldn't say he was like had a super fan base. Yeah, but he was yeah. sort of liked. He was there. He just would be a good sort of solid worker to come out, get good matches. Um, yeah. Now, so the 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 um, 
the other thing for me when I was thinking about this is a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff. So um, 94, 95 was in charge of the ECW uh, training school. Was he? So, yeah. So train oh, scene and stuff like that uh, to, to, to wrestle to come through. Um, and I thought that, uh, that element of, you know, you're, you're solid, strong mid-carder, but actually also a little bit of a coach, a little bit of that general bringing people through, working with people to get them up to a level. I thought that was quite an interesting kind of add to his the, role. You'd want out of that. So it's not just a good, solid person in the middle of the card. It's someone who's going to be working with the younger talent, working with, with some of the other people, bringing them through, giving them, a little bit of the, that experience to help coaching them as they go. Hmm. And the bit that I haven't really kind of addressed um, because we've not got yet that that to that point yet, although it's coming very, very soon, is he is um, one of the founding members of an iconic ECW tag team. He is. He, is. he, um, he very, very soon in our ECW world, um, joins Big Val to make the first incarnation of the FBI. He is the, the full-blooded Italians. Yeah, I mean, I, when I was thinking about it, I tried to leave that bit out because I was struggling yeah. to start off with, let alone someone that could go into that role as well. I was just like, oh, wow, this is just... This guy's irreplaceable. Yeah. I don't know why I started with him. I thought this is ridiculous. <laughs> he was one of the hardest ones. And, and you know, there's there's some really big and iconic names we've been talking about coming up on this show and, and um, both in today's episode and future ones. And there's ones that are going to be really controversial for, for just, just to discuss um, quote unquote, a replacement of them. Yeah. Uh, really, really big. But this one was one of the more complex ones, I think. Um and it needed to be someone that kind of did have that technical proficiency, that that respect almost amongst the card, and that additional role. So for me, it was it was quite a a tough one to think about. Right, I think yours is going to be far superior. So who who you got for the modern day JT Smith? So as I said, I'm looking for someone, an experienced worker. Um, yeah. Uh, JT Smith obviously came out to the Rocky theme. He had that kind of Rocky style underdog persona kind of thing. Um, an experienced worker, really proficient, technical hand, who um, didn't really need to be a champion, didn't really need to be on main event cards, but a little bit of a gateway, a gatekeeper, a little bit of someone who people could work through and, and build on, um, coach as much as wrestler. Uh, so I nominate uh, Cassius Ono. Um, I think it's very similar to the role he's doing on NXT and NXT UK now. Oh. Um, if you think about people like Riddle coming in, uh, Velveteen Dream, stuff like this, a lot of them are given Cassius to 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 work with, to play with, to to get you know round the loop with. Um, uh, really good matches, really solid, really respected doesn't need a championship probably actually looks a little bit out of place if he has got a championship um but yeah for me i, I that's what i was thinking 
that's a great shout. I mean, I, I went through and I, I wanted to get Ono involved at some point, but I didn't know who to go with. I think it's a great shout. I went for someone like Danny Birch. Yeah, similar. But for that sort of bid card, you know, he's he's a general. Always gets a solid match out of him. Always gets like a cool reaction. People love him. People love his matches. But at this stage, you know, you can't see him sort of being too involved in some of the, you know, sort of main events. Yeah. But I mean, it could change. NXT changed overnight. But it's just how he sort of feels at the moment. But um, I think Ono's a great shout with that. I'm not against I- that. It, it's the it, it's the additional piece of um, behind the scenes, yeah, Mint, that yeah. that trainer coach bit for me, uh, which is why Ono was the, the the name that jumped out at me. Um, I haven't got a solid argument to go against. This is probably my weakest one. So, I mean, I was thinking about other people. So, obviously, Billy Gunn's role in AEW is is that coach role. Yeah. Um, Doctor Tom Pritchard. Did it for years, but isn't active anymore. No. Um, so I was thinking about those. Uh, uh, Norman Smiley would have been yeah. one Shout that jumped out. Yeah. Not uh, active. Uh, uh, maybe um, Albert Tenzai, but Matt not. Bloom, but he's more. But he's retired, so he's 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 all about the coach. He's not about the. So yeah, he was trying to find someone who who was still active enough to to work through, and mid card enough. So, you know, you could look at what Shawn Michaels is doing. Yeah, you could look at some of the other people, William Regal potentially. But firstly, there's an active part in it. They're not player coaches; they're just coaches. Um, and secondly, it's just that point of, you know, that mid card don't need a belt. All right with where they are. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to just somewhat sort of admit defeat with that and go for it. I've got I've got more compelling arguments for the other two, I promise. That's all right. I mean it was it was it's a tricky one and it was one that um I think it was the, the coaching area. Yeah. I thought like midfield uh, not midfield, sort of mid card sort of kind of guy I thought Danny Birch I thought it works. He comes out every time you know you're gonna get a decent match, you can enjoy him, but you sort of almost know where you expect him on the card. So I was kind of happy with that. But like you said, it's the extra bit where you said the behind the scenes stuff that you kind of sat there and thought, Do you know what? Yeah. Yeah. It works. So Cassius Ono is our modern day JT Smith. Yeah. Jazzy And the first member of the ECW roster. Not a bad person to pull in, in a whole kind of, you know, we need, Someone just to to we'll have a bit of a immature roster. We'll have some crazy shit going on. You know, well, again, it, it disappear. It can come back. It works. Yeah. Well, I'm writing down. Short program with someone. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! All right, he's in. Douche. Um, you can pick next. Who do you want to go with? Shall we go with Funker? Should we go with the Funker? Right, the Funko, you look at him, he was a legend. Yep. Hardcore legend. Yep. Um, wasn't afraid to put people over. Yep. Um, somewhat crazy in parts. Yep. 
bona fide star. So, you know, one of the, the most important names yeah. to ever grace ECW because he lent his legitimacy to them. He lent them his his brand, his title, his 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 history, his prestige. Yeah. Um, and lifted them through wrestled for multiple massive companies to get that sort of like you said the the legendary status and all that so um yeah i mean again you don't really know the behind the scenes work but i'm sure he would have been giving advice and things like that and, and coaching some of the younger ones yeah so um the legitimacy for me was the the big thing with Terry Funk. The the adding to uh, his name, his 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 legacy, his uh, opportunity, his his um, yeah, just his 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 brand and his his history and his family name and the the legendary feuds he had and bringing all of that and putting that behind the the this little ragtag upstart promotion. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I don't know. I I went for an ECW original here. Ooh, to return that's still active. I went for Tommy Dreamer. That's a really good shout. Yeah, because I thought I know that obviously on the the show and probably in real life as well, Terry Funk was his sort of mentor in part and stuff like this. Yeah. I I just thought everything that Terry Funk was. Tommy Dreamer is today. He goes round, he appears on AW, WWE, Impact, all the different shows, probably RH, and never really gets the win, puts people over, but always comes in, gives a solid angle and does what he has to do to help then sort of mows on out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think that, I I think there's a lot of parallels there. The, 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 how he's made his name and his reputation and things like that. I think that's a lot of parallels. Hmm. Um, I was steering into um, the old cowboy, um, uh, you know, the former champion, the old cowboy coming out of retirement for one last run. Yeah. And disappearing back to the ranch. Uh, so I was thinking the undertaker. I could see it. I could see it. You can see undertaker walking out desperado. <laughs> <laughs> really slowly really slowly a bit of Johnny Cash um, yeah I think I, I, I think Dreamer works better as that Terry Funk figure because you're not going to have Taker doing the crazy style of the matches that Funk did and I can't uh, see Taker putting everyone over like Funk he's did. not bad I mean he, he's not you know, bad but to a degree where I wish he was a little bit more selective, and I, to a degree where I do miss the, the streak, um, and wish that maybe he wasn't so willing to, yeah, lay down at WrestleMania, um, but um, yeah, I mean, I he's not bad at all with it, but um, and and yeah, I was going for that that you know, former champion cowboy coming back and being the name that is on the poster that everyone knows, but um, I think Tommy Dreamer does that as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, American um, American sort of badass sort of, sort of taker could work in the role. 
it's still the 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 match type. It's still the yeah um, the willing to do the batshit crazy barbed wire matches and the sign at sixty that he wants to do a moonsault kind of thing. Yeah, mm. um, I mean, and and willing to wrestle everyone's style match, whereas um, Taker can really only wrestle Taker's style match now. Yeah. Um, so I think I think Tommy Dream is a good shout on that. Tommy Dreamer is the modern day Terry Funk, which leaves us with only one. Well, it's not two, but one. Um, <laughs> the Public Enemy. Wow. Anyone that, anyone that listens to ECW know that me and Jay aren't the biggest Public Enemy fans in the world. Because that's Griff. It is Griff. Hi, Griff. I, um, yeah, they, they, yeah. So you've got a tag team who can be super over, but also you can look back and people, once you're out of the thing, look back and not everyone's a massive fan of them anymore. They seem like they have a bit of heat. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, on the show, they straddle between being a comedy skit team, um, but also manage to have a certain amount of character and aura that means they can main event um, and and still legitimately be seen as a a realistic main event. Um, Yeah. So it's it's um, a very interesting balancing act. It's a very interesting dichotomy of of um, stupidity and silliness, and then and crazy bon- promos and and crazy promos, and then bona fide main event level tag. Te- I mean, you know, the main event tag team is is not a big category in itself. Um. So yeah, it's it's a, a, a very interesting um, balance. I, I went for quite an unusual pick here, but I, I feel kind of proud of it. Go for it. Um, I went for Enzo and Kaz. I could see, yeah, I can see what you where you've gone because there. Because I got... can see the promos. Yeah, I can see. If you're in the right time, you think they're amazing. I can see people looking back and thinking, fuck, these guys are annoying. Um, yeah. I can see them getting caught up in main event in shows. I can see them being world champions. I can see the promos. I can see the goofiness, but then wanting to be serious. Yeah, I, I, I see it. Um, I, see- I probably went a little bit more traditional with it um i was looking at um a team that do some really bizarre dumb promo stuff um look as if basically they go out of their own way to make themselves laugh and if anyone else laughs then that's a bonus um but can be considered a viable main event 
um, with their silliness and their dancing and their crowd participation. Uh, I went New Day. Oh, I get it. The bit I think that is missing on New Day, well, I think it's missing, but it'll be hard because we're not far enough along to judge, is how New Day dates. So we're in the world now where them coming out and throwing out pancakes and, you know, bootios and all the rest of it. It's hilarious. Um, Yeah. But in two years, years, three years, five years, 20 years, does that, does that hold up? You you sit there and think, what the fuck are they doing? Why are they coming, why are they eating pancakes? I get it. Oh, that's hard. I guess this is why we left this one to last, right? <laughs> I think we were just so like, desperate to get JT Smith out of the way. Oh, I'm, already, I'm already over it. You could have said anyone. No. <laughs> the bit that's missing for me is is I don't know. The, for Enzo and Kaz, the problem I have is the sustained main event. It felt like the bloom came off of that rose really quickly. But I feel they were reverse main event. Is they were always put first on NXT in that because they were such a hot act. Yeah. So it could have been main event. It was like a reverse main event. They were that sort of, they were that sort of hot that they went out first to say yeah. they could have came out last. The hype and, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I guess the and thing I've, is, I've seen the backlash with them, rightly or wrongly. Like, yeah. I still think they're pretty good. I enjoy sort of what they do. I'm not against them but a lot of people since they've left WWE are just full on like fuck Enzo and cares I I mean we I think the thing I is feel that... about public enemy sometimes yeah, a lot of the time they've never <laughs> left um, I, I think um, the match quality the, that main event style match quality isn't there however what 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 shows up public enemy when they go further in their career is when they aren't being booked to their strengths and they're allowed to do the, the garbage matches and the blunder matches and all the rest of it. When they're doing something different and something a little bit more traditional and straight laced in WCW and WWE, they flounder and they collapse quite quickly because they rely on that. So if Enzo and Kaz had that ability to hide behind the, the the gubbins and the trash and the 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 MacGuffins and the whatever else would they be able to translate that in a way that they weren't able to in a far more PG and straight laced? But I, I feel they hid behind their entrance in a similar sort of way. Hmm. When they got into their matches, people weren't as big to say. I don't know because New Day are just they are ridiculously talented I, I don't know I think New Day is an amazing shout I just feel really I don't like attaching New Day and the public enemy yeah but I know I'm, what you mean getting, but I'm getting too emotionally involved with it because it is a tremendous shout because they are the the come out everyone's dancing getting up getting involved main event act they can main event Smackdown yep or let's pay per view and no one question well they are silly promos about Becky Lynch's mum. Yep, then suddenly they switch it on and they're being serious to the camera. Um, yeah, I'm happy to go with New Day. Like, it works. 
I mean, I thought so. I think Enzo Tacasta is a good shout, um, and I can see kind of the. They feel very much like the, um, the public enemy promos. Um, but it's that, and if if we were doing this, probably if we'd started this show, um, maybe twenty episodes of ECW earlier. Yeah, uh, when they hadn't quite hit that main event level, um, you know the the three way dance special is now on the WWE Network as a uh, as an ECW special, and that's one of those points they really start bringing up to that level and staying maintaining at that level. I think, um, yeah, then I think it would have been maybe a different story. I, I think I, I would have thought that the the new day was a successful version of but actually mm. you know with them just being so loved by the fans and just the, you know one of those acts that that electrifies the ECW people as you watch them um yeah i think that's why i went for for new day that works. So, so far we have Cassius Ono is the modern day JT Smith Tommy Dreamer is the modern day Terry Funk and New Day are the modern day public enemy as we rebuild and rebook ECW. I think that works. Do we want to specify that it's uh, Xavier Woods and Big E as New Day? If you want. It comes up. Or do we want to leave that blank in case so we can... If we we need to, if we need to separate, we need to separate. In case we want to put Kofi as the Sandman. Yes. That's probably not going to happen. Um, or, or Raven. Or Raven. Or all of them. Or Xavier Woods as Stevie Richards. Eesh. Oh, wow. we still got to do the BWR and stuff as well. <laughs> oh, this going to be fun. This is going to be fun. And if you do like ECW, make sure you check out our other show, ReCW, that comes out every Wednesday where we check out classic episodes of EC Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 401. Myself and Jay do that. We're also joined by Griff. So it's always worth checking out. Watch along with the network. We always tell what episodes we're watching so you can watch along and get involved. But um, we enjoy this journey. I think we'll be back next week for a little bit more. What do you reckon? I think so. I mean, I remember, um, I show my age now, but growing up, I used to read um, Wizard magazine. And this was at a time before there were, you know, 75 Marvel movies a year. Um, so they always had these kind of who would you cast as the X-Men and it was like 90s actors all the rest of it Um, and it feels a little like that it feels a little like kind of you know us recasting ECW in this space and going back and um, just just really interesting to hear the names that you and I have come up with and the reasons behind it so if anyone's listening and wants to shout out the obvious choice that we obviously missed um, get in touch social media at sports underscore sports arena on Instagram and Twitter um, or uh, on anchor uh, leave us a voice note and join the conversation let us know who we missed yeah what we do is obviously we'll put up who we've picked this week we're also going to put up during the week who the next three will be and we'll run um, yeah take it from there 
pretty cool stuff. Thank you very much. See you next time. Reebok. Ha <laughs>